You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, everyone. You're with Annie on Showreel on 3CR, looking at some aspects of the Australian film and moving image landscape. This week, we are highlighting some of the things findable online as festivals adapt to the new reality of social distancing and the COVID-19 pandemic. We have a chat with Spiro Economopoulos, Festival Director for the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. As Spiro reminds us, this is the 30th year for the festival and they have a showcase of films on this weekend. Perfect for a stay at home, Melbourne, in the midst of the second wave of COVID. It starts July the 17th and runs till the Sunday. Later, we will hear about the uh, Melbourne International Film Festival, which has just released its program for the upcoming 68th and a half festival starting on August the 6th to the 23rd. Looking for an easy way to keep up with your annual 3CR subscription? You can now set up an annual debit from your bank account or credit card and once a year your payment will be automatically deducted. You can cancel at any time and you'll get a reminder each year before payment. Be a constant supporter of Melbourne's precious independent community radio station and set up a recurring payment today. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. The Melbourne Queer Film Festival was all set for a rollicking good time for its 30th year when COVID hit. But as with all artists and their cohort, the festival team have adapted. This weekend, starting Friday the 17th of July and running through to Sunday, the festival is running a thoroughly interesting program of films accessible online. I spoke to Festival Director Spiro Economopoulos about the event. Well, congratulations on getting uh, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival online, which starts this weekend and goes for the uh, Friday to Sunday. Tell us how this all came about, Spiro. Uh, hi, thanks for having me on. Well, um, MQFF Online was obviously, um, as the whole world knows, uh, you know, the festival and the whole world pretty much, uh, you know, kind of got shut down uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic and uh 
we were planning on our 30th festival this year in March, which was going to be a celebration, but unfortunately that's when everything began to roll out. I'm here to postpone the festival, you know, five days into the programming, which was pretty devastating for the team and for all of us, uh, considering, you know, we spent a whole year working on it. But since then, you know, we've been you know, we've regrouped and started thinking about, uh, you know, what our presence could look like online and particularly looking for ways for us to engage with our audience who um, we really want to kind of continue reaching out to. And since then, we've had a few watch parties, which have been really fun, and a couple of online Q&As with filmmakers. And also we had a really fun competition called Couch Critic. And I think there was always a plan that we were going to eventually maybe start bringing some of the content that we didn't get to show in March back if we could in some capacity and hence NQFF um, online. Oh, so, so does that mean that in, in a kind of a way uh, you've created a whole program that runs, it's sort of running for months really, isn't it? Engaging your audience. I think so, yeah. Look, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the reality is, is that, you know, we're all at home now. We're all sort of been asked, you know, at home and we're all been asked to stay at home yet again. You know, we're just obviously in the second lockdown here in Victoria. And um, I think it's really important for us to be able to find ways to kind of reach out um, to the community and keep that dialogue kind of going, really. And I think, um, you know, we're trying to set up different sort of models that, you know, I think, you know, the festival specifically is very much about the community coming together. And so it was always going to be a challenge for us to, um, you know, create that atmosphere online. But I think, you know, I think people are really hungry for content and are really, are really wanting to hear from us and, and continue to engage with queer content as well. So tell us about uh, the getting uh, the program. Tell me about the program because it's a, it's a nice looking program and it's, it's affordable. That's the other thing that's really great about it. Yeah, I, I thought so as well. I think we really wanted to kind of make it um, you know, affordable for the community, and obviously the the offering is is pretty. You know, it's it's compact, let's just say. But I think for us as well, this is an ex, you know, this is we're dipping our toes into this to see what the interest is, and uh, I think what we have um, is uh, pretty solid and. Uh, again, you know, I think that price point is really great because you can buy individual tickets or you can buy, you know, a group thing and, you know, watch the whole thing over the weekend. And we've tried to create as much as we can that festival atmosphere. So obviously it is only screening between a certain date. Tickets are only available for specific sessions from particular times. But at the same time, you know, we're aware that people are really used to the um, luxury and convenience of streaming platforms and so we've had to play with that a little bit too so you can you know be flexible on that level as well so I think it's been a bit of a, a really good combination of both so we've got um you know one of the the key things for us is we've got our Australian shorts package which is really fantastic I think the Australian shorts in particular are the, you know, they're the kind of jewel in the crown of MQFF's programming. They're always really popular at the festival and we were really happy to be able to bring um, the Australian shorts back in some capacity and, and for us to be able to show some support for queer Australian filmmakers and, you know, all filmmakers are doing it really tough at the moment in terms of um, the pandemic. Uh, we have a really great uh, film from the Philippines, um, 
uh, which is by a director called Samantha Lee. Samantha Lee had a, a film with us a couple of years back called Maybe Tomorrow. And uh, her new film, Billy and Emma, is a, is a really sweet sort of romantic drama um, set in an all-girls school very sort of religious all-girls school where this kind of young rebel comes into it and she falls in love with one of the girls in the class. Um, a fantastic film uh, from Nigeria called Walking with Shadows about a, a, a married man grappling with uh, basically kind of getting haunted by his homosexual past that is kept hidden, which comes to the surface. And it's very much about... Uh, not only his wife sort of dealing with the ramifications of that, but his kind of wider community and him coming to terms with his sexuality. It's a, it's a really good film, actually, and an interesting film where, you know, very often or not, that coming out experience, particularly with closeted uh, married men, is very much focused on the male experience, whereas this is also looking at, you know, what implications this has for the wife. And I think it's it sort of plays with that in a really interesting kind of way um, within the narrative. Um, a fantastic documentary called XY Chelsea um, about the whistleblower Chelsea Manning, which is really good and looks a lot at the social media kind of storm that sort of hit Chelsea Manning once uh, Chelsea transitioned and got out of prison. And it's very much about that that kind of intense sort of pressure and spotlight that was put on this person um, throughout this whole experience. I think mean, it's a, a really interesting documentary and uh, a really wonderful um, Argentinian film called uh, Brief Story from the Green Planet, which uh, is, uh, I guess, the only way to describe it, it's like an ET with a trans protagonist, uh, you know, which is really, and it's a very, yeah, it's a really sweet film and it's kind of like a road film. Uh, and I think it plays really nicely with that idea of, you know, outsiders and who they are and uh, I think you know having this kind of trans protagonist in the lead kind of gives it a really nice kind of texture and it's a very sweet little movie one actually won the, the best film at the Teddy Awards um, at the Berlin Film Festival last year so it's a really lovely little low-key film as well. well it's interesting isn't it because uh, the programs uh, the films that are being made uh, in this space are becoming more and more sophisticated and uh, 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 and um, inclusive uh, of artistic expression, uh, a wider sense of artistic expression, I would say. Absolutely. I think it's interesting that uh, you're seeing a lot of sort of diverse cinema um, coming from, um, especially queer cinema coming from like, you know, Latin-speaking countries from South America. I think in some ways the mainstreaming of some queer films has actually sort of, I think, kind of contributed to, uh, you know, the avail- the possibility of other filmmakers making other films, queer cine- films with, you know, different storylines, more diverse storylines. And uh, I think, if anything, people always kind of think, you know, because you can see, you know, mainstreaming queer film might mean the end of that. But actually, in fact, it's quite being the opposite, I think it's caused like a real boom and a real interest in it, which is very exciting for us as a festival, obviously, because there's a lot to choose oh, from. And also it means that uh, the work that you've been doing has diversified society in general. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, we hope that our audiences kind of, in some ways, you know, kind of get out of their comfort zone a little bit sometimes and sort of look out for films that might not necessarily be something they would be interested in. I think at the end of the day, 
NQSF is about trying to show some of the best examples of queer cinema around the world. And I think if you really love film and if you really love queer film in particular, you know, you should be able to go to any any session and get something out of it, even if it's not your cup of tea or you don't think it is initially. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting. In fact, uh, some people might say that your job is the best job in the world. It is. It, it, I have to say, I feel very lucky. I do love this job so much. And obviously, um, you know, it's a, a very difficult time at the moment, but it is for everyone. And we're just trying to find ways to adapt and, you know, and keep on working, really. Just as a matter of interest, uh, so, so you buy a ticket. I mean, you could buy us a, a, a subscription to buy the whole lot, which is uh, $30 for concession and 35 for full price a concessional member, 30 and 35 full price, which, you know, really, that's, in in the real world, that would be like three films, but obviously there's much more on offer. Oh, yeah. So that's what I meant about it being a good deal. But um, how does the person uh, choose... Is is the program linear in, in that sense? Because that seems like a strange thing to say when it's on, online. No, no, not at all. I, like I was saying before, you know, like trying to make that combination between, you know, the festival experience and the comfort of streaming and the, um, I guess, the convenience of it. You, you essentially, you buy a ticket and you, you get sent a code that will be available from a certain time. And then you'll have, uh, I think it's 45 hours or something to watch it after that. So not, not unlike when you rent something, I guess, off iTunes, where when you, when you do buy, when you do rent something online, you can, you generally have it for, you know, a 20, 30 hour period. So you don't have to watch it straight away, I guess. So you can kind of plan your night around it, which is actually really great. So that's the, I guess that's the kind of difference between, um, you know, sitting in a cinema at a particular time and doing it. Now, I noticed that um, in the period that uh, you couldn't continue with your festival, you had a uh, fundraiser. How did that go? Um, That that you had a fundraiser, that you were applying to your audience in general to ensure that there was financial support for the continuation. How did that go? Look, that's... That's correct. Yeah, look, it's, look, we've been really lucky because we have an amazing community and a lot of support for the festival from our audience members. And for example, even aside from the fundraiser, um, you know, people had an opportunity to get a refund or get a credit. And you know, there were a lot of really wonderful, generous, generous people that you know donated a ticket to the festival. And I think we are we're so lucky that we have that community that has a, a real investment in. Um, seeing the longevity of MQFF, and I think um, you know we, you know, I think that's you know we're, I think that's really great, and I, that's what gets the festival going. Really, that's what that's what's kept the festival going over thirty years. So, uh, just to tell people the date, the dates, and uh, how they get. So it's available from this Friday, in fact, till Sunday, and you can get the tickets online, essentially. Um, you just have to basically, uh, you don't need to be a member, and, as in you don't have to log into your membership if you are a member of MQFF, for example. You just literally just have to um, 
press buy on the particular thing that you want and the rest of it is pretty self-explanatory. So I think um, we've tried to keep it as uncomplicated as we possibly can. So before you go, what platform did you, what was the, um, what platform did you decide to use? Uh, Was that a learning curve for you guys? Um, It was. I mean, there's a lot of different platforms out there and, you know, we, uh, yeah, the whole online thing's been a real learning curve for us, really. I mean, we kind of got thrown into it, but we ended up going with a local um, platform called Spondo. So that's our, um, yeah, that's who we decided to go with. And, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, for us, you know, MKFF Online's a bit of an experiment and, you know, we hope people kind of embrace it. And, you know, we can, you know, I think there'll be more stuff for us to do with that in the future. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? I mean, you know, when you get out of your comfort zone, you can't yeah. help it, but learn more. In fact, I think people's uh, electronic skills have uh, increased exponentially because of this virus. It's got to be some bonus, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in some weird ways, I guess we're sort of a little bit lucky that we're living in this particular time and day and age. I couldn't have imagined what it would have been like you know, without social media or, the, you know, the internet or whatever, if this was kind of going on, it'd be a total nightmare, to be honest with you. So um, I kind of feel lucky on that level. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. Um, and I bought my ticket, so hopefully everyone else will too. Yay. Thanks so Bye-bye. much. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you, Annie. Talk to you soon. how you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Ooh, 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 ooh. And I'm feeling good Fish in the sea You know how I feel River running free You know how I feel Blossom on the tree You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day some new life for me and I'm feeling good Dragonfly out in the sun you know what I mean don't you know Butterflies all having fun you know what I mean Sleep in peace when day is done, that's what I mean And this old world is a new world and a bold world for me Stars, when you shine, you know how I feel Send out the pine, you know how I feel It's a new day, it's a new life for me. 
I'm Judith Ehrlich. I'm the director of the film, The Boys Who Said No, Draft Resistance in the Vietnam War. I'm really pleased to be here on 3CR. I'm an old listener-sponsored radio producer myself and worked at the first listener-sponsored station in the world, KPFA, Berkeley, part of the Pacifica Network. So good work. Keep it up. Thanks. You're back with Annie, and you're listening to Showreel on 3CR, your community radio station. I wanted to give you an update on MIF, the Melbourne International Film Festival, which, which just like MQFS, the Melbourne Queer Film Festival, is going online. Now, just to give you some details about MIF 68 and a half, it's going online from the 6th to the 23rd of August. So that's the dates, August the 6th to the 23rd. It's a digital showcase of over 60 features, 44 shorts, talks, Q&As, events, and something they're calling activations. So that's interesting. You have to go and have a look and see what's going on there. And it's available to stream across Australia. So that's one of the advantages, I suppose, about it going online. It's it's available across Australia. The full MIF 68 and a half program went live on miff.com.au at 7pm on Tuesday, 14th of July. And the tickets on sale for you start at 9am Friday, the 17th of July. There are some fantastic films on offer. Here are a few that caught my eye, but you need to ferret through the list yourself to find your gems. I mean, this is really just touching the surface. There's going to be premiering in a new restoration at MIF, 68 and a half. Rolf to hear's brilliant jazz Oz Odyssey Dingo. It's the first and last feature film role for jazz great Miles Davis and it sees a small town Western Australian trumpet player on a quest to reunite with his jazz hero. It's been newly and gorgeously restored apparently. It, it, this film is a free film experience and Rolf to hear is someone you just shouldn't miss really. There's a film by a collective of 30 filmmakers, the Caribbean Film Collective, and it's uh, going to show its latest work, Day in the Life, and it's a hip-hop-infused visual kaleidoscope that blends together film footage, archival audio, music and media clips as they chart a day in a remote Aboriginal community with the unrelenting experience of marginalisation centre stage so that should be interesting in the world premiere of Joe and Brecken's uplifting up and uproariously funny rom-com paper champions that's what they say a mild manner mild mannered photocopier salesman finds his life is as blank and meaningless as the A4 paper that log jams his day and steps out to find love and reclaim his sense of self in this Geelong shot local highlight. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? There's a, a, a film by Jane Magnusson's Maddie the Model, and it follows Madeline Stewart all the way from Brisbane to the catworks of walks of New York Fashion Week and beyond. As a supermodel with Down syndrome, Maddie and her mother, Roseanne work for inclusion, working to challenge perceptions of beauty and work for change within the highlight heights of the global fashion industry from the inside out. That's all pretty interesting, isn't it? 
and uh, probably just uh, one that would be pretty interesting for people who are interested in the history of of uh, equality and uh, the fight for uh, equal rights at work, fresh from winning the 2020 Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature with American Factory, Julia Reichert and Stephen Bogner round out the documentary program with Nine to Five, the story of a movement. It's a a story about the forgotten women of the nine to five movement whose actions to end gender discrimination in the workplace paved the way for generations to come, providing the women at the centre of the movement a long overdue platform to share their stories. The film combines extraordinary archival footage and pop culture reference points in a passionate call to action and an equivalently vile, equally vital document of a historical movement we're still living in. Yeah, lots to see. Like I said, there's so much to check out. So go to miff.com.au and check out the program. There is definitely something there for everyone. That's it for Showreel this week. Talk soon. Look after yourself and become friends with a mask near you. Talk next week. Bye. <laughs>
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.